It's almost been 45 years since the 1976 Japanese Grand Prix. What are we doing here today, bro? Yo, we talking about the boy, Nicky Lauda. And Mr. James Hunt. So, look, we actually put it on wax last episode, two episodes ago. So you're Nicky over James. Yeah, obviously. I mean, James Hunt is just this, before watching Rush, I didn't know anything about him. And he actually was a significant player in and around Nikki's years. So it's kind of weird that he's never brought up. Yeah. So just so everybody has some context, we literally watched Rush for this episode. We wanted to do a little recap because it's almost been 45 years. And, you know, Nikki Lauda, like shout out to Nikki. Rest in peace. You know, we're big fans of Mercedes. Kurt's a bigger fan. But, you know, we respect what he's done for the sport. Looking back at that, I didn't know James Hunt was that talented. Like, uh, you know, I I obviously watched the movie. You hear his name because you, when you talk about Nicky Lauda and you do some uh, deep dives on Nicky, but I didn't know he was actually considered like that talented, and he was just a complete playboy. Complete playboy, but hella respect because he won a championship. Yeah, I mean, did he really though? Like, I don't know. Bro. Isn't it crazy that Nicky just gave up? So That's he- a cheap one. I mean, when you read about the actual story, Nicky's tear ducts couldn't handle it. That's why. It's not that he gave up. Because think about it, all the burns on his eyes, he couldn't keep blinking. It's it crazy. Too much. Well, I mean, so much to talk about, but the fact that Nikki returned, like, what, eight weeks? Yeah, some, a stupid, a stupid uh, return time. And like, all he could think about when he was in the hospital was watching James Hunt win. Like, it is wild. So he won, I think, two races without him. Like, do you really consider that a win? Like, I, I know he won, but he it's won. like, he won, but like, He's not winning if Nikki doesn't get into the accident. If the, yeah, I mean, burns, we don't, right? we're not going to get into the hypotheticals here. James Hunt Nikki just needs to was, score one point in those two yeah, races. And, and, and James Hunt was the ultimate playboy. And I think F1 is the sport that we always talk about, the soap opera, the drama, because it's so much more than what happens on the racetrack. Well, we're just going to put it on wax. You like the soap opera and drama. Yes, I, I love the sport. <laughs> you got to love the sport, but it is one of those sports where there's so much that happens all year long on and off the track. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a really fun season. I wish I could, like, kind of time warp and go back and watch those seasons. The cars were interesting. I mean, it, it's just crazy. And we're not going to talk about if, uh, any of today's F1 other than probably at this point. It's just crazy to see the contrast between the different cars now. And I don't know, man. It just feels like F1 back then was probably a little bit more about racing more than because you got clutches and stuff. Bro, like, you when you look at those cars, and I mean, even you see it in the Senna days as well. Like that shit is scary, man. You were actually on a death timer when you're driving those cars, and you're lucky to escape death. Like in today's racing, because there's so much more media around everything, and the cars, and obviously, um, the What's it? The, the head cage or whatever the they call halo. it? The roll cage. Yeah, the halo. But think about the technology, the engineering, the sensors. Like, yeah, your car's not before, blowing up. You didn't, if you, like, you wouldn't, I think today you are able to mitigate so much because you can tell if something's about to break. Like, in those old cars, it literally looked like freaking tin cans on wheels. And, and you know, like, cars just went on fire back then, right? Like, it's not happening as often here. Obviously, Roman Grosjean had a little incident, but that was really extreme. You haven't seen that in quite a while, so... It's actually quite interesting to look at the differences, but let's start at the beginning of kind of the story of Rush just because we watched it and we wanted to go a recap. What do you think of Nicky just like betting everything on himself on an F1 team? Well, first it was F2, but um, well, he taking came out a from a, um, a wealthy family and his family wanted him to follow in their footsteps and did not support him. And 
who knows? I mean, I can't, don't know how true it is, but the fact that he went and borrowed money from the bank to fund his own F1. That's true. Like his own racing career. No, that's true. So when I, I, I did so a deep dive before we did this episode, and he did take out a loan for F2, but he took out a bigger loan to get into F1. Which is just impressive that he bet on himself, and he may have not coming into racing being the most talented, but he was all he was a steward of the game as far as like he was a bright individual and understood that if he could find ways to help with engineering, um, he would be in a better position. Yeah, I mean, he is what you probably look for in an F1 driver today, but he was probably so advanced before his time, like 45 years advanced, because he was involved in his car. He wanted to know everything that was going to hood. Like, I don't know how true the magnesium is using magnesium parts, but the fact that he simply said, if it's true, he got a better car, and he said, you're either going to put me on your F1 team, give me what my stipulations, or you don't get to use my car. Man, that guy's a boss. And it's also such a different time. Like, think about how business is conducted today as opposed to back then. Like, things were just done very freely. The world was a completely different place. I mean, it's it's just the entire evolution of just life. Yeah, you know, it's crazy to watch. I wish, like I said, I wish we could ta- teleport back into 1976 to watch that season. Just like I wish I could watch Prost and Santa's I love, stools. like... And I think we've seen it in other sports too, but, you know, before the race, they're smoking cigarettes, drinking, like, very different, It's man. very, it's rumored that he used to, James Hunt, just to be clear, used to have sex before he came behind the wheel. Yeah, you'd throw up before the races, and obviously he was a playboy. I mean, he was into all of that. You could see that he was thriving in that environment of partying. Yeah, and, and you know, like, kind of going back to contrast too, so we'll move on to maybe the next biggest point is... Just because his teammate vouched for him so much, he got to see that Ferrari. That's crazy. That like it, that's not happening today. Yeah, man, it's nuts. I mean, there's there's always been this perception of like, okay, if you are popular, how far does being popular take you? And there's a common quote in life that it's all about relationships and. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And then you have someone like Nikki Lauda, who wasn't necessarily popular, but hardworking. So I think you can attribute success to both angles. Yeah, he definitely wasn't liked. You Nikki know, he wasn't liked. He wasn't he, cool. He actually looks like a rat, though, like in real life. And they actually call him a rat, which is crazy, right? But he embraced it. Hey, man. I mean, he... Uh, so... He obviously wasn't as strict as they put on movie, because obviously movies are like... Dramatic, uh, they dramatize stuff. Embellish, yeah. They embellish that, but he's definitely disciplined. Like, I, I, I how, how disciplined do you think he is compared to James Hunt out of one of ten? Like, oh, I mean, they're on complete opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah, complete opposite. What would you size. give James like a three and Nikki like an eight, or would you give Nikki James a was all talent, raw talent. He didn't put in the the work to be, you know, legendary. That's why he won once, and that's also probably why he died at such a young age because of all of the partying, man. Hey, man, I'm sure he had a good life, though. I'm sure he had a fun doing it, bro. Great Rest in life. peace to James Hunt. Rest in peace to both of them. Um, how do you feel about the... Um, obviously, you know, 19, uh, 1975 was a blow for Nikki. Do you feel like they should have included 1977 in a little bit? Because they make it seem... I guess they didn't make it seem... But 
they obviously made Nikki at his height when he first won his first, and they showed James, and they didn't show like how Nikki just destroyed everybody the next year. But wasn't there a period where Nikki just didn't win, and then he went back to back? That wasn't like that's like seventy seven to like eighty four, seventy eight to eighty four. He won in seventy seven. He won the year after. Yeah. So I mean, I I kind of wish we got to see that part of the story where Nikki came back next year and he absolutely destroyed every single person on the track, and James struggled because James finished fourth. That year. Yeah, after James won, you could tell he didn't care anymore. Yeah, he didn't care. I, it was just about proving the doubters wrong for him, right? All it was. And, I mean, there's, I'm sure they shared many moments, like we saw in the film, that one moment at the end of how different they are, you know? Yeah, and you read about it, is that they're, they were actually a lot closer than the, the movie portrays. Like, they were pretty good friends. Um, from what I read is that everything Nikki said and he actually said to him in person, like, or not said to him in person, but what he said, he's the only person he envied and that he was really talented and he respected him more. Like, that is all true, which is really cool. Completely opposite of, like, so different, but in a way, so much the same because they were the two individuals that pushed each other. Yeah. And, I mean, we're kind of, we, you know, we've seen it with other rivalries in the sport, and I think now when you look at, say, Lewis and Nico at the time, very different, grown apart. And now you look at Lewis and Max, and they're also very different. Yeah, I think there's a difference, though, between those um, comparisons because I think they're all real real professionals. They're just different in how they race. James Hunt was not a professional by today's standards. Who would be the modern-day James Hunt? Nobody. I'm trying to think. Like, There's not a single F1 driver on today's grid that is the modern-day James Hunt. I mean, I mean, you you I, can say Lando, but Lando's a professional. Lando's the only one no, that's out there. Not Lando, I wouldn't think. But Lando. he's the only one that actually puts himself out there in terms of like his lifestyle. He doesn't have James Hunt Playboy, but he's like he streams. He's all over YouTube. He has fun. That's the only person that even comes close. Who is the modern day? Actually, is Danny Ricardo? That's what I thought. But Ricardo's kind of just like goofy. Like yeah. I was thinking it's Lewis, but Lewis is professional. There, there is nobody on the track you can compare to James Hunt. Like I've I don't been think, told that Signs is the ultimate play, playboy. Just for the yeah, that's okay, but like he's still a professional. Like very interesting. Th- the thing is, you're not getting away in today's F1 scene without being a complete professional, where you're working your ass off. Because you know, there's always going to be somebody that in your t- uh, behind you that wants to take can your. You spot. imagine the modern day media dealing with a James Hunt? It would be detrimental to the team. The f- Damn PR, like all that, all the stuff that comes with living in today. What happens if he wins, though? I mean, think about Mazepin. He had to publicly make an apology because of something that happened with a friend of his who wasn't, she wasn't offended at the time. And not to say what was right and what is right, but I mean, how's that different to what James Hunt was doing? Well, James Times have changed. Well, James Hunt wasn't doing like, well, we can't say what he was or wasn't doing, but if he's just going out and partying and having sex with a lot of girls, like there's some bad, there's like stigmas that come with him, but is it really the worst thing in the world? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I just, the time, everything has changed. The he's racing car sell has more changed. The, this, everything has evolved since then. You don't think that one team, let's say Gunther just goes, Gene, we'll sell more jerseys. <laughs> Yo, I think at this point, Gene will do whatever it takes. Exactly. You um, know? And buy those jerseys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, we won't get into it, but I was listening to a podcast. I will not mention names or teams, but this It's okay. Mention. Push your agendas. This individual Push your agendas. said, and I'm just because you brought up Gene, 
it's a lot harder to play in a sport as an individual when you're working with entire corporations. So like, you know, I just just said like Gene will do whatever it takes to sell because yeah, you can't finance a team by yourself in this sport. No, you can't. That's how you go broke, right? You're dealing with one of the greatest marketing companies in the world in Red Bull and one of the most successful automakers in the world in Mercedes. Yeah, it's very true. I Back mean, then, things were a little bit different. Like you think about James Hunt and stuff like that. Ferrari was a new company. Like they, they obviously don't have the history they've had 45 years ago. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Um, That's how when you look at the progression of F1, because F1 is doesn't have necessarily a storied history like other sports. Like it is pretty modern. Like yeah, F1 I mean, started in what, far, the 50s? Or it's 40s? only as far as cars go. And cars only yeah. started 50 years ago, right? So he's talking about Aston Martin. He's a big Lawrence Stroll fan. He's pushing his agendas, but that's okay. I just I said try I, not to. No, 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 no. no. Now, that's okay. I, you can push it on the podcast. You have, I just say don't push it in the office, but you can push it on the podcast as far as you want. But um, yeah, I mean, Kurt's a big uh, Aston Martin fan, but we'll get back into Rush because this is a dedication episode to Nikki and James. So let's talk about the infamous, I guess it's not infamous. Let's talk about 1976, the German Grand Prix, the big accident. What do you like? Isn't that crazy how like other drivers saved him and he's just there? Bur- like that was like when I was watching it, I felt like I felt like I was burning, man. There are many people that have lost their lives in this sport. It is not safe. And even in today where it is safe, it's still not safe. So to think about that accident and if you're on the track, I mean. Yeah, your competitors, but you see your your colleague, your peer, whatever you want to call him burning, you're going to stop and get out, man. Yeah, and I, I would hope so. It's just it's just crazy to see how it happened, how the accident happened. And, like, you literally see him roasting in there. And, obviously, today's fire technology is a lot better than back then. But, man, it's absolutely disgusting thinking about it now. And then, like, what they had to, like, put down his throat to extract all the, essentially, the... I wonder if that's a process today. Man, the fact that he came out of that and returned to racing just weeks later is, I mean, talks to the psyche that you have to have as one of the greats. Yeah. And you know, when he came back from that first race, you know, he struggled and he, he pulled it all together. He, I definitely think he was, um, you can't call him goat because of his accomplishments, but he is definitely probably one of the more iconic drivers in all of F1. He'll probably be one of the most but remembered. He's also remembered a lot more for what he did after his racing career. hundred percent. I, I mean, mean, Lewis Hamilton and Nicky Lauda, like that was his mentor. Yeah. I mean, Nikki was the reason why Lewis went to Mercedes and, you know, the rest is history. So it, it, it is interesting to see, will he be remembered as a racer or will he be remembered as a, what is it, a team? Like just a team consultant always remembered in the sport, but, but I what does he get remembered pinpoint. more? I, before rush, I didn't really pinpoint his driving. So I did a deep dive on Nikki because I was doing a deep dive on Toto and Nikki. And I looked at him. I was like, wow, he's a four time world champion. And then I, I, I read into him more. I was like, just, I didn't watch Rush yet, right? But I think I remember him more as a driver because he had kind of that, um, I hate to say it because we hate bringing up other sports, but he had that Kobe slash MJ mentality where only thing that mattered was winning. And I really respect that about him. So I will remember that about him. And you don't really get to see his greatness shine through his management role at Mercedes. Like you obviously know Nicky has such a big part to he play. He was obsessed with winning and nothing else mattered. Yeah, I mean, that's what we get to see. That's the perception and we get. And we, we obviously how the envy between him and James Hunt is what drove him to success because he was obsessed with the idea of he could not lose to someone else. 
yet alone someone as low as a James Hunt, because in his eyes, James Hunt was just this waste of talent. Yeah, I wouldn't say waste of talent, but he probably saw a guy that didn't try as hard as he did. So, so he's probably- looking at him. He's like, the guy just parties, does this. I'm here grinding, and then this guy can still show up on any given day and beat me. Yeah, he must That be- drove him crazy. Yeah, he, he must be mad mad. Yeah, you'd be just going nuts. I mean, we've all got similar situations where you'd just be wondering why someone's better than you and you're putting in the work. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, he's got four. James got one. So, I mean, technically, he, at that time, he probably felt like that. But looking back on it, he's like, yeah, that's why I am who I am. That's why I'm a four-time world champion. How do you feel about the whole, like, the driver's meeting? They didn't cancel the race. I mean, in today's uh, in today's F1, I mean, you definitely Senna did the it. same thing before he died. Wasn't he talking about the suspension more so? It's just like, I feel like drivers have this feeling and you've kind of seen it in F1. Senna has talked about certain races that he didn't feel safe. And we kind of saw it in Rush with, with Nikki. You know, that's, that's F1, man. And it comes down to dollars and cents. Like sometimes drivers don't feel comfortable going out and, well, I mean, people got to push the race because there's money on the line. So at what point do you cross the line between safety and money? Well, in Spa, they didn't. Right. So, I mean, shout out to F1 for actually looking out for the drivers. It's kind of crazy. Like, I hate to say, it, but some of the greatest ones, like obviously Nikki, um, Senna, even Schumacher, all these greats have had some catastrophic incidents. Like, obviously, yeah, Schumacher. I mean, wasn't they, it's almost as if they're constantly chasing death in a way they're escaping death living on the I mean, on that, the edge that's what james that's what james hunt said in rush i don't know if he said in real life but they're constantly escaping death that like and you know what i hope for any of the other greats that they don't have to deal with the same issues that they have lewis has said it many times even in today's car that every time he gets into that car he knows that he's putting his life on the line yeah and it's crazy i mean th- these guys are gladiators i, I really I really enjoy the sport, I mean, man. There's not many sports that you can go out and there is a probability of death aside from a freak heart attack or something. Yeah. Like one, <clears throat> you look at Grosjean. I mean, football, football, there's definitely a risk. Yeah. But that football is more like you might lose your mobility and stuff. But like, I feel like F1 is more you'll lose your life. Yeah. At Grosjean, the fact that he is alive is just a miracle because. Like, how did he make it through that? No, it's crazy, too. And then um, just bringing it back to James Hunt and Nikki. James Hunt risked his life for the for the win, though. You got to respect One that. million percent. You got to respect but that. But that's the playboy in him of, like, he lived life like that. He did not give a shit in that moment. He was like, I will go out there and race in the shittiest of conditions to win. And do you think if he doesn't win that race, I mean, doesn't win that world championship, he comes back with a fire, just hypothetically speaking? I think it would have continued on. Until he won his first. Exactly. James just had to win once. I mean, no different than Nico Rosberg winning and leaving. They're two different people, very, very different, but principle, the same thing. Walk, walk. <laughs> wow. He's a chicken, man. Nico's a chicken, bro. We've so said it before. That's the difference between people who have won... Again, don't want to discredit the, the any world champion, but winning once and winning multiple times, that's the difference between good and great. That's the difference in Kurt's mind of you being Kimi Raikkonen 
and being someone like Schumacher. <laughs> like not no. Schumacher's a whole different class. It's a difference of being Fernando Alonso where he actually respects you or Kimmy Reichting when he thinks you just overstayed your time. Yeah, so that that's that's it. You to win a championship is an incredible feat and for for some that's enough. For the grades, they want to come back and keep winning. And that's why it's impressive that like a guy like Vettel who's won four times because you see him now and you kind of just like, oh, like he's just Sebastian Vettel, but the guy's a four-time champ. He is a four-time champ. I know you called him Wash on previous podcasts, and I know you Sebastian's kind of grown on you. Has he overstayed his time in F1 yet? He's on the um put it on wax. He's on the he's on the line, man. I don't he's so close to getting into that new stratosphere of the Raikkonens and Alonzos of the world. But he's still half competitive. He's half competitive. He's had a podium already in the Aston Martin. So we'll see. He doesn't have a podium. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah. That one got taken away, I'm pretty sure. That's the one we had the fuel. Okay, <laughs> like technically he doesn't, but that didn't affect the performance of the race. I got you. Okay. Okay. He cool. should have just parked his car after you won. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about, so like talking about rush, how did you feel about the overall movie and how they portrayed the racing? I thought the racing was really good. Like I was entertained when I watched the racing scenes. I really, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a little bit slow to start, but it builds up to a phenomenal story. And I mean, I left watching that film so intrigued in both Nikki Lauda and James Hunt that I spent hours going down the rabbit holes of both and kind of following James's career and wondering why when we watch F1 today and we hear about so many legends that we never hear about a James Hunt. Maybe he wasn't a legend. You never hear about the one-time champions. But you James them Hunt was an integral part of Nikki Lauda's success. Yeah, but he was just another stepping stone on the block. I would love to talk to our boy Crofty. Would you? And just be like, yo, Crofty, like, when you think of the name James Hunt, what comes to mind? We're manifesting it. Crofty, we're going to see you on Lifting Coast one day. <laughs> and you're going to give us an original Lights Out. It's Lights Out and away we go. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I definitely wonder why we don't talk about the one-time world champions. But I mean, we don't talk about Kimmy. We don't talk about a two-time world champion but in I, Alonso. But I feel like we do. We hear about these guys all the time because they're still just racing. Kimmy's still racing, but I'm saying... I don't think you'll talk about Kimmy and Alonso in 10 years when they're only one or two-time champs, right? Yeah. You talk about your pros, the four-time champions, your center, the three-time champ. You know what I mean? Like, you talk about the guys that shown they can do it multiple times because, yes, winning one race or getting onto podium is hard. Winning a world championship is even harder, but winning multiple ones seems like it's like Mount Everest. So there's Everest. no room for them at the table, eh? The one-time No, for sure not. There's no room at the... If Max only wins one, there's no room for him at the table. For sure. If he wins four, if he wins five or six, there'll be room for him at the table. Crazy that you can have an entire career where you're super relevant. Like, look at Max's career today, but he hasn't won yet, and he's, he's it could be a ten-year career of him challenging for the championship and then never be talked. If about he never wins years. a championship, no one will ever talk about him. Exactly. Even though he think about um, think about Mika Heikkinen, like. He was such a big challenger to Schumacher for years, and you but never he hear won. about. It. But you don't never hear about Mika Heikkinen today. No, but no, like you don't hear about him much. But people pay will give his dues. You know, can you imagine Max never wins one, and he's always number two? Do you think anybody oh. will ever remember him? He'll he for us watching right now in the in the in the current day and age, you can see how talented he is, but it means nothing. 
Yeah, yeah so win, like means nothing. Theoretically, if Lewis pulls out number eight and George wins the next two, and then Lando wins three, like you'll ne- and Max ever wins. It's Fast just for twenty years from now, no one will know who Max Verstappen is. And you know what? He's such a talented driver, right? But anyways, we'll move on because we don't want to try to talk about too much future stuff. I want to kind of rank legends for you, right? So we've obviously done a dive on Schumacher and Lewis in their own cast uh, stratosphere, and let's put personal feelings aside because we both know we're anti Prost. Right. Yeah. So you've got the Senna's, the Pross, the Nikki's, Nikki's. Um. Obviously, Alonso's one too. Vettel. So where are you ranking them? So we'll, we'll do Sebastian, Seb, Allen, Senna, and Nikki. Nikki. What do you so got? I think it goes. It goes like this. Nikki, over Seb. Eh? And I need some reasoning. I need you to back it so up. So Nikki Lauda, he he's first just because when you look at his career what he put into it betting it on himself the engineering side of it coming back from the crash he's he's first in that list okay okay? two i'm putting my guy senna in there because senna was one of the craziest drivers to ever drive an f1 car he drove so freely and that ultimately killed him that's my guy number two three pros force vettel how do you have Seb last? They all won four. Yeah, but no, did Senna won three? Senna won three. But okay, so here's my here, here's my list. Okay, fact check me. I'm pretty sure Senna only won three. But here's my list. Okay, I got Senna first. I don't care if he's won three or four. He died prematurely, and he was a he's a legend. Yeah, he right. would have had more. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure he would have had more. Okay, and then I got Seb, bro. He won four in a row. He won four in a row. We're not talking about two here and two there. He went back Prost to back. and Vettel both got four. Nikki got three. Senna got three. Oh, Nikki got three. Okay. Yeah, so Prost and Vettel both have four. So, so yeah, so listen to me. So Damn. I got Senna for the reasons I said before. Seb went back to back to back to back. How can you take that away from anybody? Lewis has only won. Lewis has won four in a row. No, he's won five in a row. No, four in a row. He doesn't even want more than five in a row, right? So Lewis won 14, 15. And then 17, lost, 18, 19, 20. 17, 18, 19. He's won four in a so row. So Seb and Lewis are in that same category, four in a row. So like that shows like. Seb won four in a row, bro. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. And then I got Pross and then I got Nikki. I actually have Nikki at the bottom of the list. Kind of crazy, man. Actually, you know what? I have, you know, I have Pross at the bottom of the list. Do you know why I have Pross at the bottom? Why? Do you know why he won one of his championships? Because of the um, stupid Williams car. Like, that wasn't even fair. Now, Prost is at the bottom, bro. One of his championships doesn't even really count in my books. He just, his car was like 10 times ahead of everybody. Man, there's Jackie Stewart who won three. Nelson Piquet, another Brazilian who won three. It's kind of nuts, man. There's some legends. Yeah, we're not, we're not uh, historians like that. So, we, we can't Heikinen tell you what them. obviously got his two. And then there's a, a ton of, it's actually not even that many one-time champs, bro. There's still a decent amount, though. There's a Canadian guy, isn't it? Jacques something? Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Final thoughts on Nikki and James. Anything? RIP to an incredible rivalry. Two legends in their own right. Um, but hella respect to both of them. Yeah, and we have a race weekend on the 23rd, 24th. Bro, we're going sure. to America. We're going to America, but that's the 20, that, the, sorry, that's the 45th anniversary. America. I can't wait, bro. Yeah. Austin is going to be fucking crazy yeah it's gonna be crazy we'll see you guys back next thursday or friday you know we'll decide when we want to drop the episode about our austin grand prix preview a shout out to everybody that's listening 
We have a lot of fun. We've been getting some more feedback. So make Yo, sure you guys love keep it. getting All back to All the reviews us. that are coming in. Hey, if you haven't given us a review, please do. Yes, please give us a review. We would really appreciate that. Just so we put this on wax, we got a review the other day, right? Um, do you want to pull up who it is, Kurt? Just pull it up. I mean, we appreciate it. We love you. And we know you're a Hamel Stan too. Is that what he called it? Hamel What's his Stans, name? man. Give me, give me his name so we can shout him out. Here it comes. Let, let's pull up the Lift and Coasty. Let's go to the reviews. He's from the U.S. as well, so shout out to the U.S. team. We love how much fans we have from the so, U.S. His uh, Apple ID is N Royale. Yep. So N my first stop after every race. Yeah, shout out to you, bro. But the only Hamel stand is Kurt. He's a big Hamel. I'm a Hamilton fan too, but he's a Hamel stand. I'm just a Max Verstappen hater. So I just we just wanted to put that on wax before we sign off, right? But, wow. but we appreciate the review. But no, but there's nothing wrong with being a Hamel stand. Kurt loves ha- Lewis Hamilton. My favorite driver is George Russell. So there we you, know, go. you know what it is. But I'm just a Max hater. I just wanted to put that on wax. But we appreciate everybody tapping in. Make sure you guys go leave a review, as we said. And... See you guys next Thursday. Peace.